I'm Zach Weiss, and you're listening to Across the Cavs on the Basketball Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. Post-game loss, we just got defeated by the New York Knicks again. The Cavs have not been looking too great. And recent, they were coming off a win against the Bucks, which I had actually forgotten about. So, pardon the last couple of tweets that you may have seen. We lost the Grizzlies by one, and then the Warriors by six. And this is the third single-digit loss in the last four. The Cavs have now had a point difference in in a contest of fourteen or less. In every single game since December the 19th, and we knocked off the Jazz 122 to 99. 14 or less in every game. They're all close. They had that two-point loss to Utah. They had the two-point win over Phoenix, an eight-point loss to Minnesota, one-point loss to Memphis, six-point loss to the Warriors, now a two-point loss to the Knicks. This doesn't feel great. This does not feel good. That was a horrible way to end the game. We could not execute in the final minutes. Darius' three-point play was nice, but Mitchell missed. Mitchell might have gotten hurt on the miss. Then Mobley missed and couldn't get enough stops. There was that long review, which kind of tainted momentum. You know, there's a lot of things that aren't good. You know, we think about the X's and the O's, and they're not there. I, the rotation baffles me, so I haven't actually looked at the box score yet. I'm going to do that right now. So, minutes played for the bench. This is going to be fun. Karis LeVert, 20. Ricky Rubio, 13. Even though his minute limit was up to 18 to 22 as projected. Love, 12. Lamar, 6. Wade, 4. Osman, 3. Jetty had one shot. Wade had no stats and two fouls. Lamar, no. So <laughs> the Cavs lost by two. Okoro was plus 18. Allen was plus 15. Mitchell was plus 12. Garland was plus 20. Levert minus 19. Rubio minus 26. Love minus 20. Lamar minus six. And Dean, Dean minus one. Jetty minus three. I don't even know what, what to make of these bench minutes. Kevin Love didn't even have a rebound. As a matter of fact, here, here's, a, here's a stat that'll put this into perspective. The Cavs bench, rounding up on all the numbers. Wait, three, four. 51 bench minutes combined for the Cavs in this one. 12 points, four rebounds, six assists, three turnovers, one steal, six fouls. They all had negative net ratings. Terrible, horrible. Harris was shooting bricks in the fourth quarter. Kevin Love wasn't even aggressive. Ricky wasn't in a lineup where he can really make much happen. And Jetty didn't get a chance. Dean in his second game back after working his way back didn't get a chance. Lamar didn't get a chance. And Jared Allen was incredible, 24 and 12. Donovan Mitchell, 24, 8 and 8, but really faded after hitting some big threes in the fourth. They'd have four steals, but those drives to the basket were in, were despicably bad. <laughs> Darius shot six of 17, was having a horrible fourth quarter before the three-point play, which wasn't enough to catapult us to the win. 
Yet again, we got our opponent shoot insanely well from three. The Knicks were 17 for 33 from deep. Julius Randle made eight of them. He had 36 and 13. Nobody else did anything for the Knicks. Nobody. Obi had 11 points in 10 minutes. They should really play him more. Hartenstein had that putback dunk. He had nine rebounds and four assists off the bench. He was a big X factor. And how about this, actually? Here's the stat of the game. Every Cavs reserve had a negative plus minus. Every Knicks reserve was plus 10 or better, probably because their reserves played against our reserves. But in a game decided by two, Hartenstein plus 14, Hart quickly plus, excuse me, Hartenstein plus 11, quickly plus 14, McBride plus 13, Toppin plus 12. Every Knicks starter had a negative plus minus. RJ Barrett was was, was broke even at zero. How, how, how the heck do you lose to a team who has every starter with a, the negative net rating? Julius Randle at 36, 13, and four. Okay. And he was minus 10. What? I mean, my goodness. Bruh. <laughs> this is horrible. Horrible. I considered going to this game. Let me say that I'm glad I didn't. This is heartbreaking sometimes. You know, we're still we're 29 and 20. For some reason, in my mind, we came into this game with a four-game losing streak. So I could have sworn somewhere on the – okay, the Cavs had cut – the Cavs, by the way, with this loss, have dropped five in a row against the spread. So anyone that saw the tweet, it was about against the spread. I was doing a write-up of the Cavs game this morning in which they had a four-game losing streak against the spread. So that's now five as they were three and a half point favorites on the road. The over-under also did not hit for anybody curious. I know none of us really care about that at this juncture. We lost a game. That's what we care about. But, I mean, there is more to be said here. And I will be saying it. We're going to take a quick break, though. Hear from DraftKings. We'll come back with some thoughts on J.B. Bickerstaff and whether or not his job should be on the line. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games. And only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Obviously, this is championship week, a couple games on the horizon, and I'm feeling really good about the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals are riding high after their win against Buffalo, but I think that Patrick Mahomes, his ankle's going to be okay. I think he's going to connect with Kelsey on a couple of bombs, and I think that Cincinnati, you're going home early. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back, folks. Zach Weiss here on Across the Cavs. A tough loss for the guys tonight, as you all know by this point, 2.0. And it's kind of crazy. Since Donovan Mitchell erupted on January 2nd, for his 71 points, the Cavs have really not done anything insane. They've beaten the Pelicans, the Blazers, 
and the Suns twice, as well as the Bucks, who did not have Giannis. None of those wins really felt special. I mean, I was at the Pelicans game, and Darius looked great. But none of these wins felt like great wins where they led wire to wire. They really had to earn all of them. They just haven't had a moment where we can breathe for four quarters. And against the Suns, it took that big fourth quarter on January 8th. There just there hasn't been that game. Now, in that one, Don, Don exhilarated us. It's been 22 days. Nothing crazy has happened with the Cavs that betters them or puts us in a good spot. Just with that said, every game is stressful. You know, it turns, it looks like we're turning into the Seattle Seahawks or the Minnesota Vikings. What, what are we, are we, is this the Cleveland Browns? Is every game going to come down to the last possession, you know, at, at this point? It's crazy, you know, but I think at this juncture, the team has to consider something serious. They did this midseason a couple times. They fired Ty Lue six games into the 18-19 season after LeBron was gone, appointed Larry Drew to be coach. He never really wanted a job. That one was a little confusing. But it had to be done, right? Maybe? No. And the time before that is when Ty Lue was hired. He replaced David Blatt despite the Cavs being 30-11. and 11. So, I mean, thinking about it, JB has now had a couple of years uh, to be the head coach. He took over before uh, COVID kicked in and play stopped. So he went 22 and 50. We didn't go anywhere, but that did lead to drafting a Coro. Then the Cavs went 44 and 38 last season. Jared Allen injury really hurt the momentum that we had going. And now this year we had started hot, have definitely cooled off. You know, now two and four in the last six games since beating Portland. The Cavs' last multi-game winning streak, by the way, January 2nd and January 4th. Played eight games since then, have not won two in a row at any juncture, and it's been a lot more losing than winning. So you have to consider, do they fire J.B. Bickerstaff? You know, J.B.'s first head coaching job in the league was with Houston. Filling in for Kevin McHale, having the impossible task of going up against the Super Warriors in the first round. He had a talented Rockets team that obviously limped into the playoffs. He didn't get renewed there. And so then he goes to Memphis to become the assistant to David Fisdale, who we all know got fired pretty fast. He lost in the first round of his first season, despite playing with the most injured roster maybe in playoff history. They were very banged up. So there's that. And then JB takes over 12 games into year two. So actually, pardon that. Dave, uh, it was Dave Yeager who had that roster. Fisdale helped his team to six games in the opening round. Take that for data. Fired 12 games into the next season. Didn't last very long. Had some beef with Marcus Gasol. In comes JB. He's there for a bit. Eventually comes to Cleveland to be the number two for John Beeline, who had gotten fired when leading to the JB midseason takeover. So what do the Cavs stand to gain from a coaching change this this regular season? It's a good question. 
Is there anything that could change? That would change? Anything significant? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I'm just a guy sitting in his room at 10.15 talking about the team and what he thinks with, with some opinions. Everyone sees things differently. But if I had to wager a guess, I would say Greg Buckner takes over and maybe he has slightly different philosophies than his head coach does. You know, maybe having played in the league, whereas JB hasn't, really doesn't change that much, does it? Not all head coaches played in the NBA. Greg Popovich never played in the league. Eric Spolstra never played in the league. You know, it's not going to change who's better or not. But if you do, maybe you have someone that relates better to the players because they have had an NBA career and been around superstars from both sides of of the coin, you know, whether that be the side of being the coach and the side of being player, but it, I think you have to think about it. You know, there's only 33 games left. The trade deadline is a few weeks away. The Cavs obviously need to make some kind of moves. They can't stick with the roster that they have right now. It's not going to get it done. And with that in mind, maybe the new players that come in need to be led by somebody else. Our man is not the man with the plan, Stan. I think, you know, I've been sugarcoating a lot of this, but I think JB's got to go. I really think you need a new voice. You know, you're not going to get a brand new voice because your associate head coach plays a big role in game preparation and everything that happens before the game, during the game, after the game. But I think you have to toy with it. JB hasn't shown any signs of improvement. His rotations are god-awful, I have to say. I think you all would agree with that. Jetty played three minutes in the second quarter with an odd lineup of four reserves and Evan Mobley. Dean Wade played four minutes of power forward with the, with the starters. Didn't get any looks offensively. The one time he had the ball, he drove in and passed off. He didn't shoot the three. Usually never shoots on his early touches or until he's wide open off a catch and shoot. Mar Stevens had no real opportunity. It's good to see Okoro playing big minutes and getting his opportunities, but Karras played too much. Kevin Love should not have come into the game in the second half. That should have been Dean Wade. What did Kevin Love do better than Dean in the first half? Well, they were both terrible. Nothing. He shouldn't have been on the court. Jetty Austin getting three minutes with what he's capable of and some of the games he's had is just gross. This was This was terrible. Change. You got to make some kind of change. And if it isn't with the coaching, then what would it be? Right? So, JB, it's been nice having you around for these last couple of years, but it might be time to pack those bags, spend some time with the family, and reevaluate what your next steps are going to be because coaching the Cavaliers should not be in the cards for you too much longer. And as a fandom, when you trade for a guy like Donovan Mitchell, you give up Lowry Markin and you see what he's doing now. You give up your first round pick. You give up Colin Sexton and you give up all these picks. You're just getting someone that's supposed to lead to winning. That's supposed to make this monumental difference on and off the floor in the locker room with the experience, everything. And while he's had those incredible games, he's had the 46 point game. He's had five 40 point games. He scored 71 for Pete's sakes. Can't forget about that. 
Let's talk about it a little earlier this episode. But nothing's working. He hasn't been that guy in these last couple of weeks since that game. It's really cooled off. We all want to see more. So will it come? Coaching changes feels inevitable. Sugarcoating it. Use the same phrase about five minutes ago. JB's got to go. Give Greg Buckner a chance. Why not? What do we have to lose? There should be some kind of pressure on the team to win. Clearly, they don't feel motivated enough late in games. The execution's bad. The decision-making's bad. The after-timeout plays are gross. That's something you'd call up in a game of 2K without knowing what button does what. So please make a change, Cavs. Do something. This was a terrible loss. And one that really had no business even happening. So on that note, we will say good night. Usually end with hope you like what you heard, but I don't even like what I heard because all this is is negativity. And it's unfortunate, but it needs to be said. And subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. A lot more to come this season. We will see you next time, hopefully with some better news and some actual positivity with which to record. Hopefully. Maybe. Who knows?